0: Being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Friday episode of the show. Draft Dudes is brought to you by Built Bar, and for a limited time, with any purchase, you can receive a six-bar box of either peach cobbler flavor or mango for just nine ninety five at builtbar.com And as a reminder, you can use our promo code Locked On and get ten bucks off that first order. Kyle, happy Friday.
1: I going to be honest. I put an order in yesterday before the peach cobbler mango offer was oh, no. <laughs> something I was aware of. I don't know oh, if it no. was up before yesterday or not. Yeah. So I might be putting in another order, even though I haven't received the order I just made so that I can get a $10 box of peach cobbler.
0: Well, when you're ripping through three, four bars a day, Kyle, like you are, you know, it's they go quick. You might as well go ahead and order, you know, get ahead of what you're going to yeah, do right. Wednesday anyway. Well, that's
1: the problem. The the order I put in yesterday morning was a substantial order.
0: <laughs> did you get the chocolate cookie dough?
1: Uh, I did. Good choice. I yeah. I borrowed an obscene amount of money from my bank account for this order yesterday.
0: You borrow it's yours. I guess. It wasn't
1: it wasn't intended to be invested so heavily into Built Bar, but the product is so good, and I rely on it so much, I
0: cannot help it. Well, you're eating healthy, Kyle. We know that's true. That is the silver lining. Yeah. Now, if we can just get get you to drink water, you'll have a complete diet. Nope. forget it. That's the best part about Kyle's diet. Does all these great things. He doesn't drink water. Refuse. All right. So we're gonna tie a ribbon on this series here talking about the 2018 first round picks and the fifth year options and the dynamics of what goes into those decisions this year under the new CBA it's a very different conversation fully guaranteed fifth year options that are dictated by whether you made the pro bowl or not and percentage of snaps and so we're we're at the bottom eight picks here Kyle and to date, we have three that we said, no, we don't think that's going to happen, that those picks, that those guys are going to get their options picked up. And that was Josh Rosen, Marcus Davenport, and Billy Price. I got a feeling we might double that today.
1: Maybe yeah, more. it's going to get ugly. It's yeah. going
0: to get ugly today. Yeah, so shall we? The first one today, Hayden Hurst, the tight end for the... Falcons, right? He got traded from the Ravens after yeah, being the so first-round pick. traded to the Atlanta Falcons. Fun fact, the Ravens picked Hayden Hurst before Lamar Jackson. Just remember that. And uh, Mark Andrews, the guy they took later on, is the better tight end. But anyways, uh, they pick him at 25 overall. The Falcons have a decision to make here with the tight end that they traded for to replace Austin Hooper.
1: I don't know how you pick this up unless he is Austin Hooper this year.
0: Then that'll tell you you, a lot about that scheme, won't it? Correct.
1: Correct. And if that's the case, well, then should we really be thinking about paying Hayden Hurst? uh, Transition Mm -hmm. tag for tight end is $9 million. Or if we can go get a guy who was tight end two, sometimes tight end three at Baltimore, when you consider, you know, they they have a slew of tight ends there and they use them in various roles. And uh, definitely the backup receiving option behind Mark Andrews, like you said. Um, older prospect his rookie year he was 25 years old so he's 26 uh, by the end of his rookie deal if you exercise a fifth year option he's almost 30 there there's a lot of a lot of strikes here when you consider Hayden Hurst and let's be honest he's played in 28 games and he's caught 43 balls and he has three three career touchdowns
0: here's another problem with picking up his fifth year option Kyle Pitts, Brevin Jordan, Pat Fryermuth—those guys are all coming out next year, man. You got that kid from Texas A&M in two years. There's good tight ends coming up, man.
1: Yeah, positional I, value of that—you're mm. you know, not going to see a tight end go in to the top ten. So, like, even if Atlanta's eight and eight, nine and seven, like you could get tight end one next year.
0: Yeah, the economic value proposition there would be something that would make me lean heavily towards finding a cheaper option than what it would cost for a nurse. And I'm not saying a nurse is a bad football player. I think he's a, a, you know, number, a fringe one, number two type tight end. I've seen him make some plays, but for that economic proposition, I think that's where you lose me in terms of this being something the Falcons should do.
1: Right. So for some of these other guys, uh, Isaiah Wynn and Leighton Vander Esch, like we gave them the benefit of the doubt. Because in questionable situations, because their rookie seasons or or when they were on the field in Isaiah Wynne's case were really good. We don't have that sample size from Hayden Hurston. So I I can't give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. I would say no for exercising this fifth year option.
0: Yeah. Well, the Falcons have another one to, to figure out here is the, the very next pick here, Calvin Ridley the wide receiver from Alabama was their original first round pick. so They've got to make a decision on his fifth year option and i think so far so good for Calvin Ridley. Uh over 800 yards his first two seasons and and uh last 17 year 17
1: touchdowns, man.
0: 17 touchdowns and he only i mean he only played uh 13 games last year. So he he missed some time. He's a productive player, I mean especially with Sanu out of the lineup now. I mean he's the real number 2 to Julio Jones. I think he's a really nice compliment to him. And I don't I don't know that I'd be interested in moving on from him.
1: No, I I definitely think what's interesting is you look at the way he got his production in each of his first two seasons. Have you seen his air yards versus yards after catch splits?
0: Um well he his yak declined a lot last year.
1: Yeah, he lost two hundred and thirty yards off his yak. Yeah. From year one to but year two. But more down the field. Yeah. But he was more down the field. So I think he's, you know, he's a perfect number two behind Julio Jones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think he's a great complement. And if you get the tight end position right, then you've got three really dynamic pieces. And, you know, Julio being a volume receiver like he is. And oh, Ridley's still got substantial targets. He's got 92 and 93 targets in his. First two seasons over 29 games, as you said, missed three games this past year. Uh, Really consistent football player, and he's about what you thought he was going to be. I'm surprised he finds the end zone as much as he does, to be honest with you. like Those are great touchdown numbers to have 17 touchdowns for two seasons.
0: The only dynamic here that could be challenging for Calvin Ridley is going to be the amount of money that Atlanta is going to have tied up in wide receivers. Right, so, I mean, 2022, Julio's cap hits just under $20 million. So now you're going to have like a $35 million receiver core and just two guys. Not that I move on from my first-round pick who's playing well, but it's something to think about as you think about the disbursement of cap space for the Falcons roster.
1: Sure. Well, you know, I'm, I, I would be sitting here, Thinking about not exercising, not probably not exercising Dante Fowler's contract that you just signed him to. Right. He's got an out after 2021 going into 2022 that gives him a base salary of $14 million. Wow. With a roster bonus of a million and one-third of his signing bonus, which uh, was $14 million. So you're talking... 2022. Dante Fowler is going to carry a cap hit of almost 20 million dollars, 19.6 yeah, okay. million dollars. He's going to have a bigger cap hit than Julio Jones. This things man, stand right now,
0: you can't have that.
1: No. So either you restructure that and you knock it down, and then you can take this in stride for having an expensive year at wide receiver. But if you got studs, you got studs, man. Like and and I don't think they should they should be too shy about. Uh, embracing the fact that between Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, it's the identity or offense with Matt Ryan right. and, and the tight end position. So
0: And lean towards that that player you drafted, right? Pay that. Game. Right. right. And, and who knows what's going to happen with Atlanta next year? You know, I mean, like if this team doesn't play well and is mediocre to below average, you know, I don't know that Dan Quinn's back, right? I think he's very much in the hot seat. And so whenever that start, stuff starts to happen, you know, you, you get turnover and change. And so. But yeah, I mean, his original draft pick, I think this is a yes, right? Calvin Ridley.
1: Yes, this is definitely yes. Real quick while we're talking about Atlanta. Have you looked at Matt Ryan's cap hit splits? No.
0: Did they restructure? Did they restructure him? They're probably restructuring everything. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know. They had to have. I'm looking at pulling it up. They did.
1: They did. They did. Uh, So they created cap space by restructuring both Matt Ryan and, and uh, Jake Matthews, Uh, Matt Ryan. Cap hits on his current contract. 2018, 17.7, 2019, 158, 2020, 189, 2021,
0: 40.9, 2022, 41.6, 2023, 36.6. Yeah. Hope hope the wall doesn't come for Matt Ryan. We've I'm we've just- praised him a lot, and he deserves it. But man, that's what is he now? He's 34 right now.
1: He'll be 35 next season. He'll be 36 in 2021 when they're on the hook for $40.9 million in cap and 49.9 in dead cap.
0: You better keep that offensive line right in Atlanta because Matt's going to need it late and you're paying him a ton of money. All right. Next guy, you ready?
1: Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So we got Calvin Ridley as a yes. Yeah, uh, Rashad Penny. Is this the easiest one we will do today?
0: It it absolutely is.
1: Okay, so before we get into the dynamics of Rashad Penny and a fifth-year option, let's talk about what Rashad Penny has done thus far. Rashad Penny has not started a single game for the Seattle Seahawks in two seasons. He's played in 24 football games. He's touched the ball 150 times. He actually has a nice... um, Yards per carry,
0: mm-hmm.
1: five point three yards per carry. He's popped off a couple big ones. He's been modest impact on the passing game. Seventeen catches he caught, uh, nine passes in two thousand and eighteen. He caught eight passes in two thousand and nineteen in ten games. Uh, but when you consider what his workload volume is and and, and such, it's it's not bad production. Uh, but Joe, he's pl- he played hundred and eighty-one snaps in two thousand eighteen. He played hundred and fifty snaps in two thousand and
0: nineteen. Yeah, the rookie year was like uh, he couldn't crack the rotation. Last year it was the the injury that came in. But I mean, like their seventh round pick, Chris Carson's their best running back. You know, there's just he's Penny doesn't help this football team, and we knew this, it at the time. It, it, it this it was is a the major poster
1: richard. child of running backs don't matter. Yeah.
0: Way to Because help.
1: you took this in the first round when you didn't really need him because I know – who is that, like, folklore tight end that they had that everybody was, like, ready for the breakout every single year? Nick Vanette? No, tight uh, – or running back.
0: Oh, uh, kid from Texas AM. and Yes. Christine Michael.
1: Yeah, Chris, they had Christine Michael. Everybody was ready to crown Christine Michael, and then they draft Penny, and <laughs> was Carson –
0: he was hanging around as a seventh round pick that was like good every time he touched the football. He just needed a bigger role,
1: right? And he was like productive consistently. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, he had uh, forty nine rushes his rookie season in twenty seventeen, and then the year they drafted Penny, he went for eleven hundred yards and nine touchdowns. Yep. And this year went for twelve hundred yards and seven touchdowns. Needless to say. We're not going to be paying Rashad Penny. It'll be less than 8.4, which is the transition figure. But no matter what it is, it's going to be too much based on the team and what he's been able to do thus far in the pros.
0: So the streak of the Seattle Seahawks having never picked up a first round option or fifth year contract since 2011, when it became a thing, continues. It will not change next year with Rashad Penny.
1: And when's the last time they exercised a fit? It's never
0: happened. It's zero times in the history of Seattle football. It started in 2011. And you think LJ Collier looking good there?
1: No. (laughs) Well,
0: like I said, they're in a class of their own when it comes to not getting value out of first-round draft picks. Terrell Edmonds.
1: (laughs) Terrell Edmonds. God, jeez, Louise, man. And like (laughs) for some of these guys I think this is the biggest thing for some of these guys like it wasn't a surprise or that they might not have been the best picks right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember being on the stream with you talking about Hayden Hurst being tight end one and we we were ready to crown Dallas Goddard and Mm -hmm. Goddard playing behind Zach Ertz but Looks like a very promising player. Mike Iseki had a promising year in 2019 with the Miami Dolphins. Rashad Penny, we lost our minds. Terrell Edmonds, we were stunned. We've got more names down here that, you know, at least there was an affiliation from a positional value with how those teams d- tended towards drafting that made you understand them. But this stretch of Hurst, Penny and Edmonds was as nutty of a first-round stretch as I could possibly remember.
0: Yeah. So Terrell Edmonds, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, pick 28 out of Virginia Tech. Height, weight, speed guy, right? Tremendous athlete. Um, He's played over 2,000 defensive snaps through two seasons. that's not been the issue. He's played a lot. They're playing him a lot – He's just not a deep zone defender, Kyle. You know, like if you can play him close to the line of scrimmage,
1: a, I wouldn't call him a pass defender in any capacity.
0: Right, but if you can keep him down near the box, near the box, have him defend short zones, shoot some gaps. He's physical. He's got You know, he's he's got great closing speed. You just like um, if you're gonna get his back to the, the line of scrimmage. Of br-
1: that was the appeal of bringing Micah Fitzpatrick is you didn't have to te- be tempted to play him in the deep portions. Because you've got Minka Fitzpatrick behind him,
0: he's not a lost cause. I just don't know that he's an every down safety, right? Like he's more of a of a sub package role type player.
1: And here's the issue: um, I, I know Pittsburgh is going to experience a lot of freedom once Ben Roethlisberger retires from the cap, right? Yeah, how much cap space they have right now?
0: $85.
1: It's like $5 million. They <laughs> haven't signed their rookies yet. That's and Terrell amazing. Edmonds right now is is accounting for less than $3 million against their cap. So as a safety, you know, you're, you're talking about he's probably looking at four times what he's making now. Three to four times what he's making now.
0: If you had a chance to peruse the list of free agents that the Pittsburgh Steelers have next year. Uh <laughs>
1: I have not, but I'm going to do it right now because I have their spot track. Oh yeah, okay. Healthy, uh their, healthy. Th- their cap space with top fifty one is five point six million dollars. Their cap space in all with their expanded ninety man roster is actually negative fourteen million dollars.
0: Yep.
1: Well, spot track's gonna be a pain in the ass. So can you tell me who is
0: All right, here's let's go through the list. Bud Dupree, Cameron okay. Hayward. Alejandro Villanueva, Matt Filer, their are starting right tackle. Oh, is Joe Hayden up? Uh, we we haven't got there yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Juju Smith Schuster is up. Uh, uh, Cam Sutton, James Connor, uh, Ryan Switzer, uh, TJ Watt
1: will be eligible for an extension.
0: Yeah, so you have that to deal with. And I thought I thought Hayden was up too.
1: Minka Fitzpatrick will be up for an extension.
0: They got some stuff to deal with, brother. And how much cap
1: space are they projected to have in 2020? Because it's like 30 million or less.
0: I will help you with that here in just a moment. Almost there. 2021. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. 28 million.
1: 28 million. And you've got Dupree, Hayward, McDonald, Villanueva, Filer, Mike Hilton, who's starting Nick, Tyson Alu Alu. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Cameron Sutton, James Conner. Tri- uh, that's about it for the big names.
0: They only have 38 guys under contract right now for 2021. That's the second lowest in the league behind the Detroit Lions at 36, but at least the Lions have 55 million in cap space.
1: Right. Ben's got to go.
0: <laughs> the last the last year, right?
1: This is it. Th- this has to be it. He's got to retire and help you. Where's the dolphin? Because when they when they list your potential out for your contract, and the potential out is you can uh, save almost twenty million dollars, but still have twenty two million dollars in dead cap. Oh, you see, you know, do you know see what his big thing is next year for no. Roethlisberger? He's got a $15 million roster bonus due on the third day of the 2021 league calendar.
0: Okay, so they'll make that decision quick.
1: They're either going to let him make the decision to retire or they're going to make the decision for him real quick and say, well, Ben, it's been great having you. (laughs) But it's you versus literally like 10 guys that are 10 years younger than you. I know what decision I would make. Now, that's we're way off track here talking about Terrell Edmonds. Right. Interestingly enough, you know, Joe, what do you make of the fact that they brought in Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, but Terrell Edmonds ultimately gave up a pass rating of 131.6 on targets last year?
0: Probably. He was isolated more than he should have been. He's not a man. I mean, just they got to figure out how to use him, and I think they struggled with that with Sean Davis for a long time, too. It's a good defense. Let's be honest. Like Terrell Edmonds is a starter for one of the best defenses in football.
1: He is, but he's also one of the weakest links.
0: Right. You're not picking up the option. I think that's what we're getting to here.
1: Correct. So put put us down for a no, which puts us at uh, three no's and four players here to start this final segment. But you know what exercised option we are going to have? Me buying more Built Bars. <laughs> nice little segue here to thank our friends at Bilt Bar for the wonderful product, uh, for their support of the Locked On Network and Draft Dudes. Specifically, if you guys are not familiar, if you have not been listening to the show, first of all, shame on you. But second of all, most importantly, we have a special offer for anybody who's interested in Bilt Bar. You know, Bilt Bar, whether you're looking for a meal replacement or something post-workout, something that's health-friendly as far as you know dietary choices from calories. These things have 110 to 150 calories a pop, and they got one-seventh the sugar and grams of, of carbs of typical protein bars. They've got as much protein in them as an average protein bar, and at the same time, they eat like candy bars, not like soles of your shoes. Uh, BuiltBar.com, and you can use the promo code, Locked on to get $10 off your first box of built bar. So find out what all the fuss is about. Go to BuiltBar.com with promo code locked on, save $10 off your first box. Taven, Brian. Mm-hmm. He at least turned the corner a little bit last year.
0: I don't think he's been as bad as people think he's, he is. I just don't think he's played a ton of snaps yet. He'll, he'll get a full season this
1: year. He sure will now that Calais Campbell's out of the
0: picture. Mm-hmm. But he came, in, he came into the league with very little experience, right? His, his yeah, like we knew year. he was super raw. Right. So we're surprised that in two seasons he hasn't commanded a big share of the snaps and hasn't made a big impact. But I don't know. I think I've watched some tape on him. I think I'm I'm higher on what he's done on tape than – what his raw statistical production is, and I like what he's going to be able to do here in year three, where it's really his opportunity to, I think, play, you know, sixty percent of the snaps and, and show off that athletic skill set. Timeout. Do you know what his
1: middle name is?
0: I feel like I knew this at one point, but forgot. Cole. No, I did not know that.
1: Let not, not like C O L E C O A L Cole. Straight
0: up, Cole. Cole Taven Cole Bryan. All right, good to know. I
1: want to exercise the option based on principle alone after realizing that's his middle name. (laughs) But let me ask you this. He started eight games last year. Mm -hmm. He played just short of 50% of the snaps last year. He played almost 500 snaps. If he has 750 snaps this year, and he comes out and he meets what his average production was, personal on a per snap basis so he finishes the year with 48 tackles, 3 sacks, 7 tackles for loss. Are you exercising the option? He missed 7 tackles last year too by the way.
0: It's probably going to be pretty pricey, right? He so he's not going to get the transition tag. He won't he probably won't be in the pro bowl, but he'll be like right. third to, he'll be paid third to 20 or whatever it is.
1: So defensive tackle Uh, top salaries, average salary.
0: And Jacksonville has the second most cap space in football next year, $97 million right now. Jesus, the Patriots have 92. I don't like seeing that. They don't spend it, though. (laughs) That's true.
1: Okay, so you're omitting the top three, or the top two, correct? Yep, that's right. Top two are Aaron Donald and DeForest Buckner at twenty two and a half and twenty one. Good. So we're talking he's three through twenty-five, probably, right? Because he's not gonna get unless he plays like a hundred percent of the snaps, I don't think he's gonna get fifty percent off across three seasons. He It'll has not eclipsed fifty percent in either of his first two
0: seasons. Yep. So three to twenty five is what he's looking for.
1: Three at. to twenty five. We're going from seventeen one to seven million. Okay. So you're probably talking 10 or 11 million.
0: If he if he has a good year, if he, if it comes together Not if he next has year. a good
1: year if he plays at the same rate as what he put up production in 50% of the snaps this past year, but he plays 75% of the snaps instead. Are you going to exercise the option?
0: I'm going to think about it. I am not. You're kidding. You no. don't think you can take a But that's me believing that He could take a step forward next year.
1: I don't believe he deserves the benefit of the doubt based on what we've seen thus far. He played 46% of the snaps last year. He had two sacks. And I understand that there's more to player production than just sacks, but he had 12 pressures. 12 Uh, pressures, seven knockdowns, two sacks.
0: So his, his pass rush win rate was 11% last year.
1: Okay. Who else was in eleven percent? Do you have that readily available? you have I that don't startup? Have that, but he's
0: an interior rusher. I mean, what was that stat? I mean, Cam Wake was like one of the best over the last five years, and his was like fifteen point eight percent as an edge guy. No, it was like sixteen percent, but fifteen point eight is what it was.
1: Okay, that's also literally fifty percent greater.
0: As in a Hall output. of Fame caliber edge rusher, yeah.
1: Okay. So who else hits it who else wins at fifty percent? or at 11% win rate. What was Jordan Phillips's rush productivity? Last year? Yeah. Because it was the most hollow nine sacks of all time, right? It was,
0: but I, I, Jordan Phillips wouldn't be part of the this discussion, but since you brought him up, so he had 29 pressures and 262 200 and pass rush snaps. <laughs> okay, 29. so what was his pass rush productivity? 8%. A $10 8%. million dollar a year <laughs> defensive tackle. Let's go. I'm let gonna just see what um, Chris Jones is, just so that we can have something to, to go off of. So Chris Jones had you sure you want to do sixty. That? Well, yeah, I do want to know. He had uh, sixty-four pressures and four hundred and eighty pass rush snaps, thirteen percent.
1: Okay, so we just establ- established a full spectrum from Hall of Fame caliber in Cam Wake to Pro Bowl caliber. At 13% for Chris Jones, Taven Bryan at eleven percent.
0: And then Jordan Phillips.
1: But let me ask you this how hard is it gonna to be to re-sign Taven Bryan even if you don't exercise the option?
0: Probably not. I mean, so that's a that's a piece of this discussion that we haven't had. And that's what happened with Shaq Lawson with the Bills. The Bills didn't pick up his fifth year option. I know it's different dynamics, and the Bills could have brought him back. I mean, it's right. not like it's not like it's a death sentence to your your life with the team. And maybe for them, it's like, yeah, we feel like we'll take our chances. And if you're great, we'll, we'll we'll pay you in an extension. So, yeah, that's probably a big part of this discussion. My message that I want to preach today as part of this Dave and Brian discussion is that everybody thinks he's a friggin' bus and not doing a damn thing in the NFL is looking at box scores.
1: Wait, is that shade? You casting shade?
0: Yeah, because I think it's I don't think a lot of people are watching Jaguars. Are you casting shade at me? No, I, why would I be casting shade of you?
1: Because he just said you're checking box scores, and all I've done is reference his pass rush production.
0: Right. Well, I mean, that's you can quantify that when you talk about pressure rate. That's an indicator. I think he's going to have a good year.
1: And I wouldn't say that he wouldn't have a good year, but. He would have to have an amazing year for me to say yes. I'm going to lock myself into a fully guaranteed fifth year option that's probably going to be 11 million dollars. Fair enough. I got him as a no.
0: I just wanted to go to the bat for my guy, man. All right, Mike. I know you, you liked him pre-draft. Of course I did. You did as well. No, I didn't. You didn't like Taven Bryant. No. Where Remember, was I got? Move? I got
1: made fun of for this one.
0: Yeah, because you were so high on him and then you did your final eval and he wasn't where you wanted him.
1: Because you didn't check any of the boxes.
0: But you still had like a 2 on him? Yeah, he was 49th overall on the board. It's top uh, You don't like top 50 players? You're 49th player, you don't you like You
1: know full well there are varying degrees of like in all kinds of players on all kinds of spectrums of how they grade out for you.
0: If somebody's ranked in my top 50, I promise you I like them as a football player.
1: I like things that they can do, but it goes back to, for me, you remember that phrase? I always like to say, he's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Taven Bryan would have been a player in 2018, especially talking about him as a potential top 32 selection. I would have said, he's not for me. Good luck.
0: As I'll a top 32 my selection. Correct. Correct. Because you say not for me when you talk about other players that you're just way, way, way low on. Right. Michael Pittman or something like that. He's not for me. Correct. But that is evidenced by your rankings. He was like 100-something on your board, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, the consensus on Taven Bryan was he was a top 20 player. I had him twice lower than that.
0: But still in your top 50.
1: But versus the consensus... And what the expected cost was going to be, he was not for me.
0: Okay. Well, he went 29, and I think he's had some flashy moments, and I think he's going to have a good year three.
1: You've opened up Pandora's box here. I have your 2018 draft guide. I Where have is he
0: ranked on my board? Top 17th.
1: Yeah, 17. 17th.
0: That's not – I mean, I'm sitting here telling you that I liked him. I'm not. I know.
1: But I don't understand how you can't say – can't see me saying he's not for me because I had him 49th and the consensus was top 20 and you had him 17th. That discrepancy is a pretty big discrepancy for a guy who's perceived to be a top 20 player.
0: I understand that. But your original, original phrase was, I don't like Taven, Brian. It wasn't – not not, you, you went to, it's not for me.
1: Well, that's – Excuse my misstated intentions on my thoughts on Taven Bryan.
0: But do you see how that can create some confusion in my perception oh of your my perception? Lord, yes. You said I, do. I don't like Taven Bryan. That came out of your mouth. Not he's not for me. Super Which project. Is two very different things. Yeah, what? Yeah. Super toolsy, but super raw. And right. So that year three, far. right? Players develop differently. Year three, a guy that's all right. This is we're
1: going to have to put a bet on this one. I can't ignore it anymore.
0: A bet. All right. So yeah. what's what's the bet?
1: I don't know. We're going to have to talk about it off the air, but we're okay. going to have to come up with some, some parameters for Taven Bryan as a, a breakout player this
0: year. Okay. All right. He's winning just 2% less than Chris Jones. He's not like he's that bad.
1: Oh my God, 2% is a big deal.
0: Is it? Eleven yes. and thirteen percent—an elite player that's going to get paid twenty million dollars a year—and Chris Jones at twenty at two percent higher in pass rush productivity, both above ten percent.
1: Not doing this right now.
0: Oh, that's not right. a big gap,
1: Mike Hughes. He's talking about hurt, Mike. Hughes. Right? Has
0: he played a snap in the <laughs> in the NFL yet? Uh yeah, he played fourteen games
1: last year. Did he really? He played 499 snaps last year. I think he predominantly came in
0: <sighs> So Xavier Rhodes was getting burnt left and right. Yeah, so he his rookie year he was hurt.
1: That's right. He missed the beginning of the season. His first game was game 3. Well, welcome. Played um, a lot in the
0: slot. He played a lot of, he played a lot of inside and outside looking yeah. at his snap distribution.
1: And was that, was McKenzie?
0: Alexander, yeah. I mean, they they bounced these guys around.
1: So they just kind of moved them all over the place? Mm Mm-hmm. Because McKenzie played like 500 snaps as well.
0: Yeah, so uh, last year, Mike Hughes played... 138 snaps from the slot and 323 from outside corner. He started out primarily at slot and then transitioned more to outside corner as the season went along.
1: Okay. He had some weird splits in here. Watching like his usage. Mm-hmm. He had like no consistency. <laughs> it was like 60, 30, 70. 30, 40, 80, 60, 90, 25, 25, 40, 74, 60, 30.
0: Is that snaps?
1: That's snap count. Yeah, percent, I- of sna- percent of snaps.
0: Sounds like they played the matchups, right, with their personnel. Yeah. yeah. But they don't have that depth anymore this year.
1: <laughs> no, he's going to have to play. He's going to have to play a lot, and he's going to have to play big.
0: The question is, I mean – is there been enough of a resume here? That's going to make us, you know, pick this up. This is, this is in a lot of ways, the, the scenario you, you presented with Taven and Brian, it's where, well, if we like him, we can just talk to him about an extension after the year, but not lock us in for this without that evidence. Now, yeah. if he, if he, if he comes together, we know cornerbacks get paid. If it all comes together this year, you know, then they're going to be wishing that they did lock him in and looking at the two year, you know, looking at it like a two year deal, you, you would like that a lot, but. Yeah, He'll if he get the chances in. this year, man. I mean, they, this is a different secondary with all the guys that left.
1: But they have a lot of guys that they liked. Like Holton Hill, they liked. He's got some some questions, right, as far as off-the-field stuff. But when Holton Hill played, Holton Hill played pretty good. Then mm-hmm. they drafted two guys in the top 100 in Gladney and Dansler. And they drafted Harrison Hand, who some people think could be a corner, some people think could be at safety. So, like... I don't know, man. I I read the writing on the wall and see, you know, they brought in Neville Clark as a UDFA. They brought in four corners this year overall. The writing on the wall says not not necessarily just well, we have to restock the depth, but like Mike Hughes hasn't sold us on what he can be yet either.
0: You think there's a chance that they draft their starting cornerback trio in 2021 was drafted in Gladney Dantzler in hand. Maybe it's not it's not crazy to think that no.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: With Holton Hill still in the mix as a depth player.
1: But Hughes will be be under contract either way for next year.
0: And Hughes enters the situation as the the veteran in the room. (laughs) Right. Right at corner. That's crazy. They have Mark Fields as well. Low-key. Low-key. Keep an eye on that guy.
1: So – I don't think at this point he's shown enough to get the benefit of the doubt, but if he balls out, you're absolutely right. If he balls out in 2020, he will have, he will make it a very difficult decision for Minnesota to not exercise the option on him. But here, I mean, you think about some of the guys that they have coming up in the weeds as far as expiring contracts. Anthony Harris is on the franchise tag this year. Uh, Dalvin Cook's contract is up at the end of next year. Um, That's it for like their big name guys. They're probably going to let Line walk, even though he's been a starter for them. Um, And the Kirk Cousins contract, they keep manipulating this Cousins contract, right? Mm -hmm. So from a financial implications long-term, knowing you're going to have to, like, I would be locking in Anthony Harris, and I would definitely be locking in Dalvin Cook. Well, they're projected for about $30 million in cap before those two guys sign. Yep. And Cousins' cap hit over the next three years goes 21-31-45.
0: And their twenty two, 22 cap space right now projected $64 million, which is fourth lowest in the league. When you pre- forecast it that far out, and they're not in good shape next year, 32, that's bottom right. 10.
1: And, and that's without having signed Harris and yeah. Cook.
0: Or whatever else you want to do. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're,
1: so I'm going to put him down for a no for the time being. I agree. We got two more. are going long yeah. today, man.
0: Yeah. Well, the Dave and Bryan discussion and really sidetracked this. We got into a tangent on the Falcons as well. So,
1: how about you want to talk to me about Sony Michelle?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, sure i guess he's he's been okay right like um 900 yards in each of his first two seasons mm-hmm. um he's getting i mean 13 touchdowns he you know they like to they have very specific usage for their backs in new england mm-hmm. so he hasn't been a big part of the receiving game only 19 catches in two seasons but i mean you're gonna commit a chunk of change to a running back and you took him in the first round and I mean, he's already 25 years old right now, so he's going to be 26 after next season. And I don't think you look at Sonny Michel and say this is a absolute have to keep bonafide core nucleus piece of our offense where you're you're very mindful of valuation of players that Sonny Michel is somebody that you're going to want to pay as a top tier back in the league. So, I I mean... They like the committee approach. I don't know that you can justify committing this type of salary to a guy like Sony Michelle. Do you remember
1: over the summer when we talked about Peyton Barber? Yeah. And Peyton Barber, you know, we, our minds were blown. He had 254 touches, not carries, 254 touches mm-hmm. and couldn't get over a thousand yards.
0: Yeah. So under four yards a touch. Yeah. 3.8 was-
1: yards per touch.
0: It was like very exclusive company. We went through the history of the NFL and there was a very short list of people that's ever had 250 touches and did not get a thousand yards from scrimmage.
1: Sony Michelle made it by six yards. Whoa. He had 259 touches for 1,006 yards.
0: So he averaged under four yards a touch.
1: He averaged 0.1 yards per touch more than what Peyton Barber did last year. In in twenty eighteen, when we dogged Peyton Barber,
0: yeah, the same year basically, he just touched the ball a few more times. Yes. Yeah. Yikes! So no, he's a no.
1: Uh, he's a no for me. I'm not paying him big money when like that replace that production is so easily replaceable. They have, you have Damian Harris on the roster too. Yeah. I'm not paying Sony a, a, a fifth-year option that's going to come out to be between 7 and $9 million. No. Bye. I mean, if he were to even make the Pro Bowl, the transition tag is eight and a half.
0: He ain't making the Pro Bowl.
1: Hard pass. I'm out. I'm all the way out.
0: So, what has it been? Six of the seven guys today have been no's.
1: I told you guys yesterday we were going to make a push for double digits, and we have a chance at double digits, but I hate to break it to you. Lamar Jackson's getting his 50-year option exercise, <laughs> and probably before he plays a snap of it, he's getting a record-setting contract.
0: Be fun to see the contracts that are coming for Mahomes and Jackson, right?
1: Yeah, and and Watson.
0: Yeah, he's right there too. Yeah, absolutely.
1: If, I, if you're the Houston Texans, right? There's a zero percent chance you wait for either of those other two guys to get a contract, right? You have to set the market.
0: Of course, you need to be first. But here's so in 2021, the Texans have 18 million dollars of gap space projected, and the next year they have 99, which is bottom 12. Where did all their cap space go? It's a remember last.
1: Last offseason, they had all this cap
0: space. They didn't spend it on anybody. They got rid of New Hopkins, too. Now, they're paying those receivers a ton of money. I mean, they gave Cobb like a decent contract. He's like their wide receiver four. They're paying Cooks. Stills has a decent contract, and Fuller as well. You're Paying Tunsil big bucks. and J.J. Watson, expensive player. You're paying those linebackers, Cunningham and McKinney, <sighs> decent Christ. change.
1: Bill, what are you doing, man?
0: And you don't have any economic players, right? So when you don't have draft picks. Right, you, you don't, don't have
1: young, cheap players to fill in behind right. him and let people walk out the door.
0: Yeah, everybody's like a veteran. <laughs> it costs more. That's the key to having these, these talented football teams have a bunch of guys you're paying on rookie deals.
1: Bill, listen matter. to me very carefully. Bill, burn this team to the ground in 2020. The Dolphins have your picks. Burn it to the ground.
0: Then see, that's got to be hard for you because you want Deshaun to be good, right?
1: Right. That's the hard part. That's like, remember our conversation the other day about Tremaine Edmonds? And it hurts me to root against Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. It hurts me to root against Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson was my QB one that year. And like, I absolutely loved who he was at Clemson. And, but, Have we also talked about the Texans' schedule next year and how realistic it is that the Texans could fall flat on their faces out the gate and start a mutiny?
0: Sounds like a topic for next week.
1: I'll just read you their first four opponents. Okay. In Kansas City. Tough. Home against Baltimore. Really tough. On the road against Pittsburgh. Tough. Home against Minnesota.
0: I'm not. I'm not too high on the Vikings this year. That'll be their first win.
1: Yeah, but the first. Imagine starting the year zero and three after all the nonsense O'Brien's put this team through.
0: So if you start the year zero and three, I've got the chart right here. <laughs> 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 Let's just keep going. Let's give a two-hour show today, Kyle. Uh, all right, load up chart while I'm still young. Here it is. What, if their start- schedule? If you No, the pro- playoff probability. If you start the season 0-3, uh, you have a 1% chance of making the playoffs, according to teams uh, that started 0-3 uh, from 2002 uh, to 2018. 1%, uh, Kyle.
1: Uh, top 20 pick, here we come. <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> you, Kyle's never become a bigger Steelers fan. and Dude, if you go 0-4, it, it can't be done. It's never happened. From 2002 to 2018, a team has never made the playoffs that started 0-4.
1: They still have to play the Packers in there, too.
0: What is that, like week five?
1: Uh, it's week seven.
0: So they play the North in the AFC or the NFC?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, and I they guess play that's the not- AFC North, too. You may pick – I mean, would you rather play that? What division would you want to play if you could pick one of the NFCs?
1: If I had to play one of the NFC divisions. Yeah,
0: so you wouldn't pick the South or the West for sure. So would you pick the North or the East? Knowing that you have two softer teams in the Redskins and Giants, but two pretty tough teams, the Eagles. Yeah, I, I would
1: pick. I pick the East.
0: Would you? The, now the North, though, none of them are like super scary, right? Well, they have
1: Green Bay's got a super explosive offense. Yeah, Chicago's got a pretty fearsome defense.
0: So you think that there's you'd want to play the East? I can see the case for that. I th-
1: I think the two easiest like if I'm looking for the most layup wins it's so <laughs> imagine talking like this as a Dolphins fan. I can't. <laughs> if Why I, I wanted the best goal. if, if I win. wanted the best opportunity to get two potentially easy wins, I would be looking to play the Washington Redskins and the New York Giants.
0: And then you could split with the other two. You feel like you go three and one and you can live with that.
1: I mean, even if I go two and two, I'll live with right take care of your stuff in house with the division yeah houston good luck guys tough start to the year that's going to do it for us here on draft dudes uh friday special 48 minute show hope you guys enjoy <laughs> it this was not the plan today but uh Uh, Joe and I are going to put our heads together, figure out some bets for the Tave and Brian stuff. So keep posted for that. Hit subscribe. Enjoy your weekends. And coming back, see us again on Monday. We hope you guys enjoy your weekends.